You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Thanks for checking out this recording on Lone Star Community Radio. This is Dick, the general manager of Lone Star Community Radio. And I wanted to give you a quick reminder of what's going on with us for the month of September. A new show has been added to our lineup. The Good News with Ted Cox is going to be on Tuesdays from 1 to 3 p.m. during our talk block. And also joining the talk block is going to be Mornings with Lone Star. Every weekday from 10 to 11 a.m., Mornings with Lone Star will extend their normal programming from music into talk. That's right. Starting from now on, from 8 to 11 a.m., Mornings with Lone Star. First two hours, music, talk, fun. And then from 10 to 11, more nitty-gritty talk radio for you. Also extending their time slot is going to be our favorite Saturday morning show, Grit and Grace. They're going to be extending their hours from 8 to 10 a.m. every Saturday morning for you. Also, the last reminder is we still have plenty of talk slots available for those who want to be a talk show host and also volunteer DJs for music. If you're interested in those kind of things, please let the studio know at lscrstudios at gmail.com or call the station at the message line at 936 647 3776. Thanks again for checking out Lone Star Community Radio and I hope you enjoyed the show. It is Friday, and y'all know on Wednesdays and Thursdays, I'm so shy and I'm in my shell, but that's some boogie. Turn that up one more time. Come on, guys. Get down. Ezra Charles, Beaumont boy. Talk about picking me up on a Friday morning, right? Invented Texas Boogie Woogie. Tell me you don't like those keys. No, I don't know how to play the piano. I know I look pretty cool doing it, though. All right, man, folks, good morning. Man, there have been, there's been so much going on in this world. There's been so much going on in our community and so much positive that I just got to be happy today. I've got two incredible guests, one I've known for a while, one I just met. We got Jake the Engineer. I got a decent night's sleep for the first time in a long time. My back is still bugging me. Golly, everybody's like, go to a chiropractor. Go to a chiropractor. You know what? Go to your own chiropractor. Leave me alone. I just want to suffer and misery, and I want people to go, I need to hug you, I feel sorry for you. Actually, I took a couple of um, muscle relaxers a couple of different times this week. I think it was Wednesday I was in here that I said I felt fuzzy. I mean, I literally felt fuzzy, and it was a tramadol. It was not high potency and everything, but my body just doesn't deal with that. But I was locking up. I mean, I'd go to stand up, and I would just lock for a minute there and have to stand there. And, oh, man. So I'm feeling better. I'm doing better. I know cards and letters are coming in. You know, I got one of them, I think. So, but it's, anyway, it's just a good day, man. It's a good day. I'm going to touch on a couple of things that are coming up before we get to our guest. I'm going to touch on a couple of things that I just, I want to touch on because it's called Montgomery County Lifestyle with Nathan Arizani. Yeah, so I get to do that. Everybody's talking about the NFL and everybody's talking about this and that and whatever. You know what? I don't care. I don't care. I know what I feel. I know that I stand. 
I know who it respects. I know what freedom of speech is. I know what the right to protest is. I also know that I haven't watched a football game this year, and I'm proud of it. Why? Not because I'm protesting, but because there's people freaking hurting left and right right here in our freaking community that blow up Facebook. You know, when Hurricane Harvey hit and the devastation, everybody was blowing up Facebook with pain and suffering, not exploiting, but saying, oh, my God, these people are hurting. Pray for them. Oh, my God, these people have no house. How can we help them? And now on Facebook, NFL, NFL. You know, guys, come down to 1712 North Fraser, the Friends of Conroe Disaster Relief Distribution Center. Load up your pickups or your cars with some supplies or jump in our box truck that Tamara Curtis, the incredible realtor, has lent us since day one. And it's not air conditioned. And why don't you ride with us to Romare, where people are sleeping on the ground on their property, not on a cot, because we can't find any. Not on an air mattress, on the ground. Or they're sleeping on the ground of their house, on the ground of their trailer, or there's three families together. Or they're sleeping in an abandoned general store. Now they're not really sleeping there anymore because they've turned that into a distribution center. Go to Shepherd, Texas. Guys, this is 30 minutes from downtown Conroe. Go to King's Colony, Montgomery County. Go to Shepherd. Go to Patton Village. We'll take you down to Belleville Oaks over by Beaumont. We'll take you out to Silsby. We definitely have points. We'll give you addresses and phone numbers where you can go to Port Arthur and Beaumont and you can see stuff. We're not even talking Rockport, folks. We're talking within an hour of here, hour and a half some places, but within 30 minutes, we can take you and show you people that a week and two days ago, we were able to, with the direction of some great friends that came in from Austin and San Diego, find some pockets within 30 minutes that had been touched by nobody. So take your little NFL protest on Facebook. Keep having fun. That's your right to do it. Just don't involve me in it. But if you want to make a difference, we can use your supplies. We can use your prayer. We can use your shares of our posts. And it ain't about us. It's about the group. It's about the team. It's about the love of others. Lara Pena puts a viral video up every day. And every day she's got a pickup truck load full of Amazon products from her friends all across the country. That's what she spends her time on. So that's my soapbox, and it's mine, so there, deal with it. What's going on this weekend? Holy Moses in the morning. Huge day tomorrow. Saturday, Ricky Skaggs, an intimate evening with Ricky Skaggs here at the Crichton Theater. You need to go get your reserve seats now at www Crichton Theater. That's the Old English version, T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot -E org. I got to tell you, last week from Tuesday to Tuesday, ticket sales blew up. There's not a lot of tickets left. Ricky Skaggs is going to have an opening act, Scott Mulvahill. He is a Houston, Texas native who lives in Nashville now. He plays in Kentucky Thunder, Ricky's band. And this is the first time he's ever been able to open. So this, for Ricky, so this is like his premiere event, his coming out party of being a frontliner for his friend, his mentor, and his hero. That's what he called him. Ricky Skaggs. And prior to that is a free community street party right here where the streets will be closed down in front of the Crichton, right next to, to uh, Lone Star Community Radio, Cowtown Couture, from 6 to 7.30. Caleb and the Homegrown Tomatoes. That is not T-O-E-S, it's tomatoes. Homegrown tomatoes. 
will be the opening band for the street party. Going to be a food truck. You can purchase cold beverages and just hang out, man. It's been a tough couple of weeks. Bring your friends. If you got friends that have been through hard times, job, personal, hurricane, hey, what are you doing for Saturday? I got a street party I want to take you to. And they're like, what? Say, just shut up. Get in the car. Let's go. Come out and be community. Come out and shake hands. Come out and meet people. Just come out and have fun. Then the following Saturday is championship bull riding. 2,000-pound beastesses and the average cowboy. We had uh, 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 Cody Rostocki in here the other day, Wednesday. He weighs a buck 35, 135 pounds. The average cowboy weighs about 150, 160 pounds on 2,000-pound beastesses, man. These guys, they're insane. So you got to come out. Championship bull riding October 7th. Fairgrounds, here's the cool thing about that. All first responders, firemen, EMTs, policemen, all active and veteran military, and all school teachers get in free. And this is going to be, Championship Bull Riding is going to do one of the biggest opening shows and honoring of all those affected, whether they were first responders or affected by Harvey. But they are going, I can't tell you what's going on, but we're putting together, they're putting together, I'm just helping promote it, an event at the beginning to honor everybody. There's going to be tears, there's going to be goosebumps, and there's going to be a lot of husbands and wives proud of their husbands and wives for what they do. There's going to be a lot of kids proud. And there's going to be a lot of people who've hurt because of Harvey that are going to go, you know what, it's not so bad. I'm loved. There's 4,000 people here that love me. And, and I know that's kind of sounds silly, but that's the feeling they're going to get. Montgomery County Fair Association Queen, Shelby Walling's going to be there. Tough Hedeman's going to be there. So it's going to be a cool event. And it's back up. Tuesday night, October 3rd, is National Night Out over at the Target parking lot. And I think it starts at 5. You can go to Montgomery County Livestock, got it posted. And Bill the Bull will be there. And Bill is no bully. Bull is Bill is 2,000 pounds of bull, and kids can sit on him and take their picture with him. He could move around if he wanted to because he's still an animal, but he just he sits there and lets you sit on him. You can go next to his face and take a picture. My guest today, uh, Gary Buckaloo, wants to go give him a big kiss. I don't know. That's between Gary and Bill. We'll just, you know, hey, something that's on his bucket list. I've always wanted to kiss a bull. So I know that come Wednesday, it's going to be, I kissed the bull and I liked it. But anyway, that's another story. So then the following weekend, October 13, 14, 15, is the Mac Daddy Granddaddy of them all. And that is the Conroe Cajun Catfish Festival. The lineup is insane. Friday night, K-Stars hoping, uh, is hosting an 80s party with Molly and the Ringwalds. Saturday night, we've got all kinds of people. Aaron Watson is the headliner. Great food, great entertainment, great family entertainment, too. There's a family section that's awesome. And, folks, it's not the drunk fest it was 20 years ago. There's never a problem. Yeah, there's a whole heck of a lot of cold beer flowing and wine, but nobody gets out of hand. It's, it's, it's just a good thing. So that's what's happening. And... Um, I'm going to leave it at that. What we're going to do is we're going to take a quick little break because we've got an impactful. Folks, let me tell you what. This is going to be a story that on one hand could be considered controversial. Could touch somebody out there who's in pain. So it could be painful to somebody. It could also be inspirational and enlightening. And in my opinion, the message that's going to come across today is whether 
you have gone through things that our guest Brian Trapp has gone through or other type of personal turmoil inside, other personal issues, other personal thoughts, this can still lead you and this can still guide you because ultimately his story is about God leading him in a certain direction. So you need to hang on. I have no idea what's going to happen, but we're going to see where it takes us and what it does. So when we come back, Gary Buckley of CS Ministries will talk about what he does. He'll introduce our guest, Brian, and hang on for a wild ride just like championship bull riding. You're listening to Become Kind of Lifestyle with Nathan Arizadi on Lone Star Community Radio, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. We'll be right back. This is Rick TRC. Every Monday through Friday from 3 to 7, I play today's country hits on my show, Afternoons with Lone Star, the type of music that makes you want to get off your seat, stomp your feet, sing along at the top of your lungs, and not care who hears on Lone Star Community Radio, Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1, and as always on Worldwide, IRLoneStar.com. Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. All right, folks, drive time, Ezra Charles leading us in. We're having a great time today. I am on fire in fuego. So they there? I'm bilingual today <laughs> in fuego. All right, folks, let's dive right in. Across from me is Gary Bucklew, Calvary Still Ministries. Uh, a lot of times we just say CS Ministries. So, Gary, a lot of people know you, but as always, welcome to, uh, thank you for being here, and tell us about you and CS Ministries, dude. Well, thank you for having me. Uh Calvary Still Ministries, we are the uh, we sponsor the Grace Program, which uh, allows for our veterans that uh, combat veterans that have been uh, struggling with post traumatic stress in their families, and we allow them through scholarships and sponsorships to go to uh, see uh, Shannon and Adam over at the Refuge Trauma Treatment Center, or they get to go see uh, uh, another Shannon and Donna and Bill and those folks over at Henry's home. Um, and along with that, we also just happy to announce. Uh, we are. We just started bringing in our first responders into the refuge as well for the blue line, um, and all of this is through donations through folks uh, like your listeners out there that um, that go to our website and donate or, or get in touch with me and donate, and that way these guys can go at little or no cost to them uh, for 12 weeks initially, up to six months they receive this counseling, this EMDR one-on-one counseling that we've talked about, and we are also happy to announce that um, we just started our second reboot. Combat Recovery in uh, Montgomery United Methodist Church. And Steve Freeman and all those folks out there, thank you so much. They're making us very, very welcome. And uh, we have uh, new leadership being developed out there to continue that on. And it's just been a real blessing. God has really opened up the doors for us and has 
just been blessing us. And, and, and I've see you see the changes in these men and women and the fact that they're, when they come in with their wife, it's not like normal where they go, okay, 15 minutes, now go to your own group. Nope. Bible says one flesh, they're treated that way. And uh, you watch people's, not just their lives, but their families be restored. And uh, it's just amazing to just be a small part of that. And uh, I'm just grateful that, uh, that I was led in this direction. And, and even when it things, when you think that, uh, okay, maybe this is the time where things are going to start collapsing, power oh, of prayer, man. things just get picked up and it just carried on. And, and, and that restorative gift that we can have, we seek is, is kind of what we're going to talk about today. I think, um, you know, I, uh, not just bringing folks in and, and letting them, you know, go to the refuge or to Henry's home and seeking counseling, but, you know, also as a minister, uh, you know, God calls me to counsel individuals from time to time. And, and he's always putting people in front of me that impact my life and, they can go on to impact so many others just because of their story. And at the end of the day, that's why I think this is a great outlet because I'm able to bring people on and allow them to tell their story. And of their stories, I don't know of anyone that I know personally that has the kind of story that my friend Brian has. Um, we met a few years ago. I was going to Lone Star uh, up there with my daughter, Gracie. We were uh, looking into some classes and uh, uh, this Come, this person comes walking. We find out we're both served in the Navy. We just kind of strike up a friendship, start talking. And then uh, one thing leads to another, and we're talking about Christ, and we're talking on a phone, comes to the church, and just kind of kind of searching is what it seemed like. And uh, the story that came of that has been very incredible. And I, I'm honored as a brother in Christ uh, to, uh, to even know Brian, much less be able to introduce him here and be able to hear his story. So uh, at that time, at this time, I will turn it over to uh, to Brian, uh, and I appreciate uh, the fact that he's here. Brian Trapp, yes. thanks for being here. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. So as Gary talked about, tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us, who's Brian? Well, I'm going to go yeah, back to when a, we that's met. That's a loaded question, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Because <laughs> when we met, I wasn't going by Brian. No, you were not. Oh. You were Going by Bree. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I lived as a woman for eight years. Wow. Yeah. So when y'all met, he met a woman. He met Bree. Yeah, and like, I've, you know, I fooled everybody. Like, it was my big secret. Like, I carried that around with me everywhere I went. Wow. A lot to uh, carry on a person's shoulders, to be honest with you. You wouldn't think that that kind of uh, integrity is something that people would struggle with on a daily basis like I have a huge secret and I'm walking around and nobody knows it you know but there's people out there and that's that's their story you know? so Brian and Bree aren't the only one out there that's the truth there's okay? a lot of people I would you imagine pass them every day you know you don't and we don't know. know you don't know I mean the, the the drugs that they have today to accomplish this are so effective at it that there's really no way to tell you know wow yeah so tell us about Brian the early years where are you from uh, Magnolia, yeah, uh, joined the Navy at 17, um, uh, avionics technician, yeah, and, uh, you know, I guess I kind of got institutionalized hanging out in the Navy because after that I went into the Merchant Marines, and so I was a sailor my entire life. That's all I really knew how to do was the boat business. Um, I don't know, I feel like I'm struggling on the mic here. It's okay, you're, know. Not, you're fine, dude. You're fine. So you graduated Magnolia High School. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You went into the uh, Navy. How long were you in the Navy? Uh, four years. And how long a Merchant Marine? 
Uh, eight years. Okay. And so when after the Merchant Marines, how long have you been out of the Merchant Marines? Let's say that. Well, uh, everything after Macondo took a dive. In fact, I think a lot of people, you know, experience job loss, especially if you were in the oil field. And so we mm -hmm. found ourselves just doing anything to make a buck. And so, uh, you know, I found myself working at Kroger's, you know, stocking the shelves and just doing whatever I could. But I had this internal issue. Uh, it was more of like an identity crisis. Mm -hmm. And so while there was no work, you know, it came time to deal with all these other issues that kept sprouting their head up. And for whatever reason, I just wanted to be a girl from the time I was real little. And so I don't have a silver bullet on what causes it. I don't think anybody does. I think it's pretty foolish of somebody to say, oh, no, it's not connecting with your father. Or, oh, it's, you know, molestation before age five or whatever. Who knows what causes it, man? I just know from the time I was little, I just had this identity crisis going on. Um, How much of it is when the other side, the medical side or, or, or the, some of the do-gooder type feelings who protect? And I get it. Their hearts are in the right place. Talk about an X chromosome, a Y, a this, or that. How much, how much of it is, is, is the DNA? How much of it is, is medical? You know, it's been my experience that men come in typically two varieties. We've got builders and fighters. I see the Donald Trump types who are real aggressive and know how to make things happen. You know, I can push you to get what we want. We can come to agreement. And then we've got the guys who are build the plumber, who are just skilled at building, you know. And I was one of those guys who was just a builder. You know, I was comfortable on the boats. I'm comfortable on a job site. Like, I know what to do there. And so when that kind of dried up, like that false sense of legitimacy, I needed to get a source of legitimacy from something else. And so uh, I had this crazy idea and I jumped on it. It's actually pretty brave. Every transgender person I know is incredibly brave because you have to question a, a bunch of things that our society in a sense holds sacred. And this is a real conservative area. And you wouldn't think that we're going to experience this as much as we do. But if you go down to the courthouse, they're doing name changes probably once a week, you know, for people who are going through this process. And the church has largely ignored the problem. They've kind of looked at people and said, hey, you know, if you're dealing with this, we probably can't have you around here. And so even Versus where would Jesus be, man? Mm -hmm. He'd be talking to you about it. He'd be standing next to you. So you're, I mean, I can see you saying that. I can see that. That's wrong. But that's, that's that, I mean, you're right in saying that, but that's the absolute opposite of what should be happening. Well, yeah. We've kind of painted a bit of a caricature of God that I think is really untrue. We talk about a loving God all the time. And if we read the Bible, we see that there's other faces of God too. He's a living and active person. And so with the example of Moses going up the mountain, he wanted everybody to go up the mountain. They said they didn't want to. There was a time where he drew a line in the sand and said, don't go up to the mountain. I'm unapproachable. There was a time where he said, everybody come up. It's just kind of like, what is he doing in this moment? Uh... There's a story in the Bible that really, really helped me. It's a story of Jephthah. Jephthah the Gilead was born the son of Gilead, and he was born to a harlot mother. And uh, God made him a mighty warrior. And so I think we've encouraged like a victim mentality, especially within the church, about something has happened to you, blah, blah, blah. This is a bad deal. We need to just kind of, you know. So would you say that the victory that Christ achieved at Calvary is the victory for everyone. That's right. And it doesn't even just apply to our lives. It applies to our land that we own. It applies to the animals that we own. It applies to our health. Uh, it's a game changer, really. So where were you at when we met? I just Oh, uh, we was at Lone Star to, College. Uh, where were you at personally when we met? Because I know when we started talking, there was just something. I even went home and I talked to my wife. I said, you know, I met someone today, and there's something heavy on their heart. Now, I didn't know that you were 
a man living as a woman. I didn't know that. I just knew there was something in your heart that was hurting. And so after we exchanged information, um, when you called me back, I was just like, man, man, what's going on? And yeah. And you could tell something, but I just couldn't put my finger on it. So could you pick up the, the, your story there? I was always God-sensitive, you know, but I had never given my life away. And that seemed to be the missing piece for me because there's a lot of people who are going around saying, oh, I'm serving Jesus, blah, blah, blah. But are they really, you know, have you given your life? Like, is that the central theme? Is it a love affair? with the creator of the universe. And once I made that decision to give my life away, which was hard because, you know, I had developed feminine features, you know, I'd lived in that camp. My soul was a sense of female soul at that point, long hair. I had to cut that and that was hard, you know, but that was obedience. And that was when my life changed. The moment I cut my hair, um, there was like a victory in the air, you know, and uh, it's been hard, it has not been easy. But God's been with me every step of the way. And I found that after the obedience came a lot of uh, little little visits from God that were just life-changing. Little visits from God. So. Mm. We're going to be taking a break here in a minute. About a minute from now. And so before we take that break, what would you say? Because we'll follow up on it. <clears throat> Was there a defining moment, second, that that epiphany, that moment that God spoke to you, whatever, when you said, I'm going to do this? Or was it actually just something that over time it built up? Let's talk about that after the break. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Folks, you're listening to our guest, Brian Trapp, friends with Gary Buckalusius Ministries. This is a powerful moment. Brian used to live as Bree. Before, after he also lived as Brian. And he's been very open and very honest with us. And there's a lot of people out there that may not be living in that particular moment, that particular struggle. A lot of people out there living with a struggle. Listen to Brian when we come back. Let him help you find what you need to find in yourself. You're listening to Montgomery County Lifestyle with Nathan Arizadi on Lone Star Community Radio. And we'll be right back. Relax with a cup of joe or your favorite drink for the Conroe Lake Conroe Chamber of Commerce Chamber Chat. The show airs on the first Tuesday of the month at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. Join hosts Courtney Galley and Brian Bondi as they chat about the Chamber's events and programs for the month and invite Chamber members into the studio to talk about their upcoming events and businesses. Learn about your Chamber with Chamber Chat every first Tuesday at 11 a.m. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Just contact the station on IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Hey, Montgomery County, it's me, C.C. Holmes. And I would personally like to take this time to invite you, that's right, you, to join me every Saturday and Sunday from 3.30 
3 until 7 p.m., where I will bring you the very best, the very best of smooth jazz, classic jazz, and indeed, yes, the soulful sounds of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. So come along and get jazzy with me. That's right, jazzy. <laughs> right here, of course, on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM, or worldwide at IRLongstar.com. Alrighty, Patty folks, it is Friday, and I just realized what I didn't do, and Jake LaFleur, the engineer, did not catch me on it. What do I do almost every day, but what do I do on Fridays? Good mornings. To everybody. Everybody. And you missed, I mean, I, I live for the cut and shoots. Okay, the cat's <laughs> out of the bag. Hello. Million dollar question. I was going to give away a million dollars. I mean, cash, one million dollars, if somebody could have told me. What I left out, and you already gave it away, so no one gets any money. So everybody that can't pay their bills, it's his fault. I'll take it. All right. Good morning, Montgomery County. How's everybody doing? This is Nathan Erzad with Montgomery County Lifestyle. See, I does that. So I got to say good morning to the Woodlands, Magnolia, Montgomery, Willis, New Waverly, Tamina, Splendor, New Caney, Cleveland, Afghanistan, because we have people listening. We can still see that people are listening in Afghanistan. Downtown Conroe, but most importantly, the thriving metropolis of where my friends Christy Green and Wallace and Jesse Wallace and Jason and Jackie Weehot live and Mary White in Cut and Shoot, Texas. Dead gummit. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. I'm not saying everybody's redneck out there, but I'm just saying the name is Cut and Shoot, and you know, just you got to go with the name. So now that we got silly again, I remembered I didn't do it, and that is one of my things I do on Friday. Let's get back to a very impactful. A very cool story. And we're going to pick up where we left off. So, Brian? Well, I want to know, have you guys ever met a transgender person before? Um, yes. And I'm trying to remember maybe two different people. Okay. All right. Did you have any, like, negative feelings about them or anything? Uh, I had no negative feelings about them. Uh-huh. I personally, in my heart, don't believe that that's the way things should go. I don't think that that's the way God planned it, but I had no problem with them. I've had through my life, all the way back to high school, I've had friends who who were homosexual. Yeah. And I know that the two, I know that also that's a misnomer, that, that two don't have to go together. But my point is that lived a life opposite of what that, you know, you would think and society wants. And I didn't, I don't agree with the lifestyle, but I have no problem with my friends that choose that. I just don't approve it. But I don't disapprove of them. Does that make sense? It, it does. I, it doesn't just because I'm not for that lifestyle doesn't mean I'm against the person. Well, and it's kind of funny too because if you start like looking like a woman, like guys are gonna talk to you like you're a woman, and then before you know it, you're gonna like see the charm, and before you know it, so it's like one is not necessarily precluded by the other, but one usually leads to the other. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so it's funny. Can like an identity issue, regardless of the identity issue, lead to a place where you and God might get separated or you get sideways with each other? Like, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And so we all have to deal with our identity issues. You know, there's a lot of people around here who are cowboys. and Their identity is just based up in being cowboys. What happens when you can't cowboy no more? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people struggle with identity just on a general sense every day. I used to be good-looking and effervescent. Now look at me. I'm old. <laughs> I'm old and fat and my back hurts. I'm having an identity crisis. Yeah. I'm being lighthearted just because... You hit on something that we could probably talk a whole nother show about, just that little subsection 
of identity and what crises that can bring to different people in different ways and handled in so many different ways. It's true. And we treat it like it's a new problem, but it's not a new problem. If you look at Rome, Greece, if you look at uh, Thailand specifically and uh, mm. India, the, the Hajra people, this is something that happens all over the world. It's new to American culture, and the history books really don't reflect it accurately because what is there really to write? You know, uh, it's, it's, it's not really a story that gets written down a whole lot. So uh, Chuck Missler says you become like the gods you worship. And if we look at the, the gods of uh, the Buddhism in Thailand, they're always depicted as you know, androgynous or whatever. And it just turns out that in their society, they have a lot of transgenderism. India, with their same way, with all their you know, millions and thousands of gods, they also have you know, transgender gods, and it turns out it exists in their country. So I think there's a principle there. And so it's like, I don't know. We have to have a really large view of who our God is. You know, is he truly able to save? Is he able to come through? Probably off on a tangent. But no, you're not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tangent. Well, let me, let we me, like uh, tangents. Well, let me ask you this. We had talked a little bit about when we, you and I had been talking uh, about the relationship with Christ, about God, about who God is. Uh, and then it finally came out to who God was to you. And we talked a little bit. And then I, 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 I didn't talk to you for a little bit. Yeah. And then you right. called me yeah. and uh, you gave me some pretty shocking news. Yeah, that's uh, right. You want to visit that? I mean, how do you have a conversation with somebody who's known you as Brie, who treats you as a young lady, you know, there's the women's restroom, blah, blah, blah. Uh, how do you have that conversation with somebody saying, look, man, I haven't been completely honest with you. It's like there's a disingenuousness to my person. You know, I can't be honest with people. And that alone, that's, you know, that bring breed, the breeding ground for psychological issues in itself. But, uh, yeah, I told you, you know, I'd, lived this way for a long time and it was just kind of my deal and hope you wouldn't judge me for it and I hope we could still go to church together you know was there a moment a that one defining moment that said I'm going to be Brie and then and then talk about that and then follow up with that or tie it together was there that one defining moment or leading up when you said I'm going back to Brian yeah uh I was in my room and uh I'd been Leaning into God for quite some time, but this, the magnanimity of giving away my entire life seemed like a big deal. And I think there's no way God could ever require that from people. That's like a 1% solution for missionaries in Ecuador, you know, like there's, that's, that works for those people. But I'm just a regular old person. Like I couldn't be asking for everything. And uh, I saw a really bright light in the screen in my mind. It was uh, poly variegated, many colors, but it was extremely bright. And at that moment, I knew, you know, I knew that there was something I had to do, and it was hard. It was really hard. So I started praying for the fear of the Lord, which a pastor asked me, he says, if you really want to do this, start praying for fear. And so I started praying for fear, and I got scared of a holy God, you know, and I met him. I met him. Because the Bible says you'll meet him when you seek him with your whole heart. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a tall order, man. Like, you might have to get reduced to nothing. Like, you might have to seek him really hard seek him with your whole heart. And I did, and I met him. Oh, praise God. Amen. Yeah. So um, what kind of fallout have you had through this whole process? Because I think you hit, and I, you know, this is your time to talk. You can talk about the fallout from going from Brian to Bree, or you can, t or, and are going from Bree to Brian back again, because I think you touched on something. 
So now you've lived as Brian. He knew, I mean, Bree. He knew you as Bree. So there had to be the fear of, I got to tell him. Yeah. And so is he going to go, well, you're a liar. You've all, everything we've talked about and everything we've done is a lie. And I know that he didn't do that, but it, what thoughts go through you, went through your mind when you wanted to, to share with people and reactions? You know, the last church age, Billy Graham Ministries was defined by pulling yourself out of the culture. And I really think when we talked about that living God, I think he's doing something different today. And I think he's wanting to redeem the culture. Um, What was your question again? <laughs> what was the feeling like? How do you approach? How do you how do you approach oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the friends like Gary and say, "Oh, by the way, I need to tell you, I have a deep dark secret, and uh, let's talk about it." Yeah, so uh, I was pretty sure he'd be okay with it, but you never know, you know, because people they get weird. I've told people who are my friends, and they've been like, "Man, you're just a sick puppy. Like, you need to, you know, get with Jesus and like." Whenever you figure that out, we, maybe we can talk again. But they were happy with you as Brie. Yeah, as long as people don't know. So it became wow. really great to keep the secret, you know. And so that's why so many people don't tell. But then that's that's no different than some of the PTSD we've talked about, whether you're a first responder. You can have PTSD, form of PTSD, because your, your parents have had medical issues and family and divorce and stuff. Different, but same. So now you have to question, do you share anything with anybody or do you just internalize it and freak out? Well, I think you just brought up a really good question. Three guys are in a Humvee, RPG goes off, one of them gets PTSD, two of them don't. What's the difference? It, everybody's different. I think it goes down to what's being unpacked in their brain. I think that some people have the tools to handle that and some people mm -hmm. don't. Mm -hmm. And uh, it seems to be something God's doing right now in giving people the tools to deal with all that stuff. And there's a movement of people saying that there's this thing called dissociative identity disorder where people create like a second soul inside of them that has maybe male or female properties to it. You know, maybe it was a person that they needed to create internally to survive through that moment. I, I don't know, man. I mean, there's controversy over the whole thing. But Wow. So any particular moments of when you said... I'm going to be Brian. That well, Brian, that transgender that people get trapped behind a couple different layers. I mean, like I had a husband, you know, like he loved me a whole bunch. Like we'd gone to the church and gotten married. Pastor didn't know no different, you know, and uh, it wasn't an official marriage, but just the same. We said, Pastor, would you marry us? You know, and so that was the first line of defense. And so God had to kind of chip away at that and then end up separating us for me to even ever consider having to come to Jesus moment. But the enemy's clever, man. Like he's got strategies and. But God. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So we always take our last really short break, and that's coming up in about a minute or two. So lead in with something that your heart wants you to lead in with that you can just stop after a minute, and then we can carry on. Because I know there was a lot of things you wanted to talk about, and you didn't know. And folks, just know this. This is one of the first times that You've come out. This is going to be YouTube video. This is going to be Channel 12 Sudden. Don't scare me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but you're having an opportunity to be used that could change other people's lives. Maybe people going through what you're going, or maybe somebody like he or I that is going to be approached by somebody and say, hey, hey, Nathan, my friend, I have a secret. Can you sit down? I got something to tell you. So maybe I need to be listening to this because I need to know how to handle this. 
I was told that I was made for a specific set of good works in the Bible, not a general set of good works. And so as a trans person, it's highly unlikely that I could accomplish my specific set of good works because uh, as a guy now, I've followed my design and I've gotten into like street art and I go do art by like the railroad tracks. And, you know, as a girl, if I were to do that, go art by the tra- I would, you know, make friends and stuff, you know. <laughs> like, uh, so I would say pursuing your own personal design is intimately critical in accomplishing the things that you're designed to do. Because I think that you're designed to do things as well as Moses was designed to say, let my people go. There's some set of things that you and you and me were designed yeah. to do Amen. that no one can do as well as we can do. We have our gifts. And that's what I tell people all the time. And, and, and Gary and I've had this discussion. <clears throat> Jake hears me say it on the radio all the time. I'm blessed. I get to be the voice and face of so many people, whether it's an elected official, a, a super blue signs and graphics, championship bull riding, friends of Conrad. And, and the only, it's fun. I like to be the Mattress Mac kind of guy, and it's fun, and people like it. I mean, I can be serious, too, but it's it's lighthearted. But I get so much credit that's not me. I'm the voice in the face. It's the 200 people behind me. It's the 100 people over here at Hurton that we're going to try to go help. And that's my gift. I know that that's my gift. So I have to learn to say thank you for that compliment. Appreciate it. Because my heart knows that it's going to them. I also know that my gift is connecting people, introducing you to you and bringing people together and then letting it go from there. Mm -hmm. Other than that, I don't, I'm not, I'm smart, but I'm not super intelligent. You know, Uh, I'm getting older, I'm getting fatter, you know? So I've learned that I'm just going to work that. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just going to work that to the fullest extreme. And if I can make a business, make some more money or, get more people to the fundraiser, and then I've done my job. If I can bring voices like this, and if one person listening today, if one person's mind and heart changes, opens up, accepts others, then guys, we've done our job today. That's all it takes is one person for us to affect change on them. We've done our job. Oh, can I plug my website real quick? Oh, yeah. Transgenderfightclub.com. If anybody's <laughs> struggling with transgenderism, <laughs> just reach out to me and... Uh, We'll go have coffee together because this thing, it's a long road to heal this up because it's the identity of an entire human. And I'm not saying that my results are getting results I can give for anybody else, but people don't talk about it, especially like guys in the church with families and stuff. They just, they struggle with it. You know, wow. Identity issues. So, yeah. All right. I, something popped in mind. There's, there's a pastor here in town. I'm going to, I'm going to, we'll talk off air, mm-hmm. but I think he would be willing to get involved and at least listen and, because I know that he wants his church to change 100%. He wants them to do a complete change. And the key to it, when you brought up, you know, somebody may come to you. I think the key for this is that you, you cannot pass judgment. You're not, that's not your role. Uh, when it comes to this, it's a sin. Just like no more would you look at someone that's cheating on his wife. Should you look down toward, you know, you, you dislike the sinful nature of what it is. So, the key is love them where they are, love them where they are, and offer spiritual counsel that will allow them to to seek Christ for their own relationship. You can't browbeat anybody into doing this because you don't have that authority. Right. So it's just a matter of if someone does approach you and say, there's something that I need to discuss with you, listen, which obviously for me, anybody that knows me, was probably the most difficult thing for me to do. 
but but listen and have solution have a biblical solution something that people could hang their hat on and then and approach and seek and those answers when just like Brian said when you ask with your whole heart he will give you the answers that you need to fulfill the plan that he has for you all right, folks, we're going to take our last break of the day. When we come back, we're going to have five or six minutes to keep talking with Gary Buckaloo, but mainly we're going to focus on Brian Trapp. This is a wonderful show. If you're watching this, when it comes out, you need to share it. Someone in your circle is dealing with something, maybe this topic, but they're dealing with something. You need to share this show if you never show any of my other shows. Montgomery County Live with Nathan Erzati, Lone Star Community Radio. Be right back. Attention, movie lovers. The Ticket Stub is a new radio show servicing Montgomery County that is meant for you. The Ticket Stub is available live every Thursday at noon on FM 104.5 and 106.1, as well as anytime on IronLoneStar.com. Connor and Dick will let you know what's coming out in the theater, what is worth streaming, and what's going on in the world of film. The Ticket Stub, your home for movie talk. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your question. Get seen on TV or YouTube, and heard on our podcast, FM, and Internet Radio. Sponsor your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. All right, folks. You listen to Montgomery County Lifestyle with Nathan Arizati on Lone Star Community Radio. Hello. What is that? That's Community Radio. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, or at your desk at IRLoneStar.com. Go to iTunes, go to Google Play, and download the app. <sighs> I said that pretty fast, but that's kind of fun saying it like that. It is, and you don't have to just listen at your desk. Last time I took an airplane flight, I listened to it on my phone. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. No, stay there. You're the engineer. But <laughs> anyway, dude, it's, it's, it's just it's community radio, man. This, hi, folks. Walking by found our studio. Older couple, we saw you. Yes, man with the water bottle. Hey, dude, how you doing? Yep, they're freaking out, and that's what so much fun is. It's community radio. It's about bringing good, positive messages to you, sometimes uncomfortable messages, but somebody out there needs to be involved. You're looking at sponsoring something in the community? You need to think about being one of the Lone Star Community Radio sponsors, basically because you are promoting the community. All right, folks, we've only got a few minutes left. We have a wonderful guest here today, Brian Trapp. Brian, we've got about three minutes, maybe four. Let's wrap up the discussion with anything that you want to leave the listeners with. And also part of that is your website when you're done as well, too. You know, there's a lot of people out there uh, who just, they they're, they use the excuse, well, I don't know how to handle it, so I'm going to handle it wrong. And that's really not acceptable. Paul talks about being all things to all people. And so sometimes there's a moment for saying, you know what, man, this isn't right. And sometimes there's a moment for saying, you know what, just come here, just come here. 
And so I, I, you just can't have hard and fast rules about how to treat people. You just really need to play the moment and listen to the spirit and have a tone of acceptance because these people have been through a lot. You know, it's a hard thing to deal with. They've considered spending, you know, upwards of $100,000 on their bodies and stuff like that. And I don't know what God has in store for them, but that's between them and God. And so it's my job to be a life giver. And uh, it's just the shining light of, of example and character indeed. So um, let's say if they come into your church, welcome them at first and uh, just befriend them, you know, and don't, uh, don't have any expectations of them. Just let God deal with them because that's kind of his deal anyway. That's pretty much all I got. What do well, you guys want to talk about? Well, I'll just say this too, but and mm-hmm. especially older people. I've even seen people look at somebody coming in church or coming into a restaurant or coming into, hey, hey, look at look at that guy. Look at that girl. Look at all those tattoos. Can you believe all those tattoos? Something as simple. Now, I don't have any, and I don't want any. But I'm not going to look at you if you had them and go, dude, dude, look, look at that guy. Look at that guy. It's a mindset. I think in a lot of it, it's an older thing too. Um, I think it's an over interpretation of the Bible. Okay, I've I've had I have my dad tell me scripture that says you're not supposed to do that. Okay, fine, but does that mean we're not supposed to still accept you because of that? So I'm going from I'm going from one end to the other. What your story is and and tattoos are totally different, but that's how basic it can be on accepting others and and not passing judgment and just trying to love others. Yeah, uh, you know, Hugh Hefner just passed away recently, and a lot of people are out there just really judging him. And, you know, it's very clear to me he was immoral. He's led the country down a wrong direction or whatever. But it really is. He's going to have to stand in front of God for him, isn't he? You know, and while I don't like it, while I don't participate it, I can speak against his actions. It's really not for me to say, you know, this is a bad person. Well, social media has gone stupid because, in my opinion, I shouldn't even be posting one way or the other, really. Yeah, it's true. There's so much more to post Everybody about. has an opinion these days. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because we can hide behind that keyboard. Yeah. I've done it a few times. I, I, I blasted out. Um, I called out some people the other day, and I probably shouldn't have, but I, I got the response I was looking for. I got a few people to jump up and say, hey, what kind of help do your do your volunteers and your supporters need? So. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't the best way, but it worked. <laughs> hey, speaking of volunteers and supporters, I guess now's as good a time as any. Uh, tomorrow, CS Ministries is having its annual Roping for Grace at the Willis Ag Barn. I know we got a lot of things going on in town, but uh, if you want to come out, the gates open at 8. Uh, we start roping at 9, and uh, it'll be an all-day event for Team Roping. So come on out and support CS Ministries uh, to help us fund our Grace program and our reboot. And it allows us to continue to reach out to folks and to, uh, to try to help restore their lives as well. And if you want to volunteer, come on out. We'll let you do that as well. So you're going to be roping? I will not be. You're going to be, what you going to be doing? Uh, probably walking around a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be selling food, and whatever's needed will be needed. And then I'm going to take some time out, and I'm going to go watch my daughter dance with the Rangerettes, and then I'm going to come back. <laughs> And wrap it up, and we'll just do what it, wherever I'm needed. I will plug in. I like uh, I like being that guy. You're gonna ride a bull October seventh. Those days are over. <laughs> <laughs> do you know that I might get to be the man in the can for the second time in my life? You gonna do it? Montgomery County Fair and Rodeo. I was supposed to be the man in the can with Ronald Burton mm-hmm. for the last freeform bullfighting. Mm-hmm. They brought me, and I was in there for like six or seven bulls. Mm. 
The very last one, they had to dump the barrel and spin it because he was, I saw the video later. Uh-huh. He was coming. Uh-huh. And he was coming right at it. So they dumped the barrel and they spun it. He came around and turned and he put his face right there at the opening. And I he was only there for a second. Man, I'll never forget that look. So you were about to kiss the bull. I was about, the bull was about to kiss me. <laughs> oh, dude. So we've got one minute, man. Leave us with something. Tell us how to get a hold of you, how to get, you know, your website, whatever. Yeah, uh, I offer a ministry where I just walk with people, and you can reach me at bornonthetide, gmail.com, or at my website, transgenderfightclub.com, and... You guys feel the last minute. I don't know what to say. No, that's it. That's it. I just want to thank you for being here. My pleasure. I got a feeling that we probably could have more segments, talk further, uh, open up more if you feel comfortable, or maybe break down one specific topic or two and just expand deeper on that. Today was just, we were kind of all over, but I think think that's what you do the first time. Okay, yeah. What do you think, Gary? Uh, Man, I'm just honored to be here, and I'm glad that he would uh, have on his heart to come in and share his story because— this is not a problem that's going to go away. This is a problem, and he's right. It stretches and starts in the church. Uh, we need to be honest and open. We need to be loving and caring. And when it says come as you are, that's what he means. And we should love folks where they're at, and we should look to assist. All right, folks. Gary, thanks for being here. Brian, thanks for being here. Folks, you've listened to the Friday edition of Montgomery County Lifestyle with Nathan Rizzotti. Thank you for allowing me to come into your, your radio space, your computer space, your TV space. Tune into Lone Star Community Radio. Listen to all their shows, music, talk shows. No one's as great as me. That's just me saying that. But no, it's a great lineup. It's a great community place. Connors FM 104.5, 106.1, IRLoneStar.com. We'll see you next Wednesday. Remember, this is Montgomery County Lifestyle reminding you that it is your county, your life. Come see me tomorrow with Ricky Skaggs because that's my style. Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respective video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936 647-3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas at the Lone Star Community Radio Studio. And Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights to this recording and images.